Janet is a midwife working in the postnatal unit of a teaching hospital in Sydney. She's also a registered nurse with a postgrad certificate in cardiothoracic nursing and has worked in rural regional, and regional Australia in the UK. She's also had a 20 year career in environmental science and sustainability and has a Bachelor of Applied Science in Environmental Resource Management from Southern Cross University and a graduate certificate in environmental management from the University of Queensland. She returned to midwifery eight years ago after the birth of her son, Alex, and has a passion and wide-ranging experience in adult and community education. She started the Mardi Gras medical team in 1989 and has developed and delivered the first antenatal classes for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex and queer community in Australia. Thank you, Janet. Thanks, Amy, for that lovely introduction. Um, good morning, everyone. Today, I'd like to share my experience of developing and delivering an antenatal class for the Rainbow community over the last two years here in Sydney. I'd also like to introduce uh, Julia Hume and her baby, Claire, up the back there, who'll be talking to you a bit later um, and telling you about their experience of attending the classes. And lastly, I'd like to show you a short film that was developed um, in regard to postnatal depression as a helper uh, video for people from the community, uh, supported by grant funding from PANDA, the postnatal um, depression group here in Sydney. In 2006 census, 46,300 same-sex couples identified as living together here in Australia compared to 33,700 in the 2011 census. The acronym LGBTIQ, which I won't use again, a um, bit of a mouthful, stands for people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex or queer. In this talk I'll refer to the collective noun community, meaning the gay and lesbian rainbow community. Singles and couples are now having uh, children as out and proud LGBTIQ parents with medical assistance by donor insemination with a known or an unknown donor surrogacy for um, gay dads through either altruistic or commercial surrogacy, IVF, donor eggs or other means. There's presently a gay baby boom happening here in Sydney and New South Wales. And um, based on 2014 data, 3.4% of the population identified as gay or lesbian and if you project those figures to 2018, that represents about 860,000 people in Australia who identify as gay, lesbian, uh, intersex and so on. 
A survey of the community in 2016 revealed that anti-natal classes presently um, uh, present some challenges for single lesbians and lesbian couples. Because classes are designed around the different roles ascribed to men and women, and activities are often run in gender groups, a female partner can find herself in a kind of limbo wondering, do I go with the men or with the women? Some partners choose to go with the men and some with the women. Depending on the subject being discussed and on their own level of comfort, it's not uncommon for the non-pregnant partner to feel excluded or not just sure of what their role is in the class and their participation. Experiences can range from mildly awkward to very uncomfortable. Though couples often find ways of managing these potentially difficult uh, situations. Some people try to make light of the situation or use humour to manage an awkward moment. Antenatal classes can be difficult because of their gender focus and can require some thought and preparation beforehand to ensure the experience is as positive as it can be for people. Some singles or couples have found that if they talk to the person running the class beforehand that this really helps. Um, and it can be a useful way to break the ice or to introduce themselves to the group at the beginning of the class to ensure the non-pregnant partner isn't mistaken for a friend or relative. The experience for participants might just depend on the individual midwife running the class and how they deal with the actual situation. A community survey of New South Wales Rainbow Community in 2016 found one female partner had been referred to as the flatmate all day by the educator and another woman partner as the friend. This couple were legally married in the UK and were wearing wedding bands, so they, they said that they felt disrespected. Gay fathers said that there was no provision to learn how to care for a newborn and it was very difficult to find out how to access services and relied on the, gays network, the, the gay dad's network for information. Um, the hospital where I work offer help for gay dads um, and, and if they approach the hospital they will help them with uh, education. Overwhelmingly, survey respondents said they wanted a safe, inclusive space where they could learn together and talk openly about their experience of conception, pregnancy, delivery options and newborn care without feeling uncomfortable or having to talk about personal things in a heteronormative environment. I'd now like to ask Julia um, to come and tell us about her experience and, and why she attended the classes and I, I might just go and have a a chat with my good friend baby Claire while she's doing that. Hi and thanks for having me today. Um, so briefly a little bit about myself. So um, I was pregnant and due to have Claire in April 2017. Um, I'm in a lesbian relationship with um, I've got a partner Elizabeth and we've been together for a number of years. She's also got a nine-year-old son. Um, we're kind of both semi-professionals, or professionals even. Um, she's a nurse and I'm a public servant in the health department. So we do know some of the language around health a little bit. Um, and I was pregnant with a known donor through IVF. Um, we come from pretty supportive families and have a pretty normal group of friends. We live in Marrickville. 
Um, sorry. And I was also enrolled in the midwife group practice. Claire and Janet have a different definition of friendship at the moment. Um, yeah, so I was enrolled in the, in the MGP program at RPA and that was um, an amazing experience. Um, I'm very thankful for that. So we got to the point where we needed to do an antenatal class. Um, the hospital at RPA certainly offered them, they offered lots of them. Um, and then it just so happened that um, we heard about this class happening in February 2017 um, that uh, Janet was running, specifically targeted at the, at the LGBTIQ community. Um, and it was being run locally. So it appealed to us. And, you know, basically, you know, we had a lot of discussion about, you know, should we just do the hospital one? Um, you know, what sort of information would be provided, where, you know, ultimately, where would I be best placed and most well educated um, to feel comfortable to be having a, a, a child. Um, and it came down to feeling like this course was going to be talking to me. Um, like walking into a room when you're a bit different to sit down with people and feeling like every time that someone pauses slightly to refer to partner over husband or boyfriend, and it, like it does happen, and like it, it happens not in a bad way, but you can just sort of feel it, and it just feels like it's being done for 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 yourself, um, which it just has a bit of an awkwardness. And um, so actually learning in that environment where you're kind of feeling a little bit, you know can hear these clangs of, oh, they're talking about you again, um, wasn't going to be optimal for me. And so we decided that, you know, I would learn best in an environment where, um, where those things weren't around. And, you know, like, it's, it's always really curious. Like, people want to know how the, the lesbian got pregnant or how the gay guys are going to have a baby. And, and basically, it's easier to have those conversations um, when you're sharing something rather than when you're giving something away about yourself. Um, you know, that's, that's how I sort of felt about it. Um, we weren't all the same in this room when we got there either, you know, like... There was males, there was females, there was different age groups, there was different ethnic backgrounds. We came from a reasonably wide part of Sydney. Um, and, and so it wasn't like we were just a group of same getting together. You know, there was still diversity and there was still plenty to learn from, from each other. And I suppose also for me, um, last year there was a lot of discussion about same-sex relationships, about families that come out of same-sex relationships. So it was actually really, you know, and, that, and that's kind of quite confronting when you're trying to figure out what your family is, knowing that everyone else in, you know, in this room was invited to vote on, on my relationship. So having those 
larger things happening in society also just make it, you know, just having something which is a little bit targeted um, really beneficial. Um, um, so basically I felt that doing a course that was targeted for me and my family and my relationship would be the best opportunity for us to learn. Um, uh, I'm sure that we would have got a lot out of the course run by the hospital. Um, I, and I know that there's other sort of privately run birthing courses that you can do as well. Um, so I certainly felt that this course met our needs. Um, for me, the best part of the course was it was talking to me um, without having to exclude others. Like that, that often I feel um, is, is quite challenging. Um, I certainly did recommend it to my friends. Um, one of the biggest learnings I got out of the course was, you know, the experience of these, the, you know, the gay dads who, um, you know, really, you know, they, they had very limited access, it felt, um, to information. Um, and I think that was basically all I was going to say. And so, you know, in April, Claire arrived, um, which was pretty good. Um, and, you know, we had a great experience at the hospital. Um, we were lucky enough to end up seeing Janet on the ward. Um, when my Elizabeth was picking up the papers from, you know, to prove that you've had a baby, she was told that she looked pretty good, all things considered. She'd had a baby yesterday. And, like, that kind of thing, there's absolutely no intention behind it. Um, she thought she looked pretty good, all things considered. Um, but you know, it's just that little, no intention, no harm done by it, but little subconscious things that people carry along. So, um, oh yeah, and the, the other thing I'd say is I, you know, I live in Marrickville and, you know, we walk up and down King Street all the time. Like in our area, we're not really a minority group, you know, we're totally on trend, two kids, lesbians, Marrickville, you know, it's all. Um, but I know that there are a lot of people living in areas where the, the, the gay and lesbian community is not as strong um, and don't have the same support networks that we do. So I think it all helps and it's much appreciated. But yeah. So a clinical psychologist who is a volunteer education coordinator for a community organisation called Rainbow Families in 2016, um, I knew through our playgroup, <clears throat> she approached me and asked if I could develop an antenatal class for the community. So I surveyed the results and I asked the nearest teaching hospitals education unit about the possibility of sharing resources such as a venue, equipment, catering, um, and, and the, the hospital responded that they already had um, people in their classes 
and that there hadn't really been any complaints and that there'd been a good association with people in the past, but there were no resources available at that time to help out. So um, I proceeded to discuss this with my nurse unit manager, <coughs> who was very supportive, and she um, gave me permission to undertake secondary employment as a, a secondary employment, which in the end ended up being in a volunteer capacity um, to deliver the classes. I was a qualified antenatal parent educator and I had a certificate for in workplace assessment and training uh, with 20 years experience in the environmental sector, developing and delivering adult education programs to staff and in the community um, and was confident of the content required. I'd also had a baby eight years ago and um, my partner had, had a baby eight years ago and I'd been to those classes so I had a fair idea of what the content was. So just to tell you a little bit about the classes, you've seen a few um, slides up there of people. The classes were run once every three months from early 2017 until mid-2018 on a Sunday between 10 and 4.30pm with a morning tea and a catered lunch break. The class average size was 20 participants of lesbian, gay and transgender participants as well as support people such as <clears throat> sisters, friends and mothers. Some people travelled from as far away as Scone the Upper Hunter and South Wollongong to participate. The majority of people were enrolled in their hospital class or birth centre or midwifery group practice classes or home birth, she birth or hypnobirth classes as well as this class. So there wasn't any poaching from hospital antenatal classes as such. As a parent educator, I was familiar with the content of the two-day course equivalent offered by hospitals and had attended classes and, as a new mum myself. I included the must-cover areas and condensed the content into a one-day course that covered labour, birth, newborn baby care, feeding and recovery. I emailed a letter of introduction with a few websites for keen participants to explore prior to attendance to the class. That way, the more time could be spent on the day for discussion and interaction with the group. These people were coming together and having children who were going to grow up together uh, in, in the community. So having that time, that leisure time together was very important. On the day of the class, I asked participants to introduce themselves and tell the group when they were due, how their pregnancy had been so far, and where they were planning to have their baby and who with. This led to open discussion around birth, planned caesarean, antenatal conditions such as gestational diabetes, mode of delivery such as birth centre, MGP, doula services, private and public care and clinics. For the men having a baby by surrogacy, it led to discussion around travel logistics and their interest in knowing about labour and how they can support their surrogate and care for their newborn. We kept the ask-as-you-go format throughout the day. The breaks in activities were an important opportunity for people to exchange information, get to know each other and to form friendships. Morning tea was a 20 to 30 minute break and lunch was between 45 minutes to an hour with a stretch and a toilet break in the afternoon. 10 to 4.30 was ample time to cover the content required and people were given additional information 
in an email when they went home with web links and a copy of the a PDF copy of the presentation and so on. There were four presenters over the course of the day. Myself and a parent and partner who had attended the classes previously came along to tell their birth story and how it was for them having a newborn baby. There was interest from within the community to present and a newly qualified mid midwife from Blacktown Hospital who also happens to be a mother of five children and has recent labour ward experience co-presented with me. We had a qualified preg pregnancy masseuse from Damara Massage in Marrickville who led the class through positions to use in labour and helpful pressure points to use in late pregnancy and early labour. She'd worked as a registered nurse for many years but was no longer registered in that capacity. And we also had an Australian Breastfeeding Association counsellor who presented on breastfeeding and lactation. All of the presenters were members of the gay and lesbian community. I want to tell you a little bit about what we covered in, in, the, in the class and um, I'll just show you a little bit on the slides here. Oh, has that gone forward on its own? Oh yeah, so that's Kath from Damara Massage presenting there. Um, so we talked about preparing for labour and birth, when to come to hospital. We did an activity, in, as well as the activity of people introducing each other, um, and telling what they were doing, they, an, acti an activity around positioning and movement with the use of props and also acupressure and discussion around that, um, the experiential birth story. And then we moved into labour, early labour stage one, what you can expect, what you can do, um, active labour stage one, specific explanation of cervical effacement and dilatation in labour, pain relief options, expanded explanation of how to use the TENS machine and what an epidural is and how that works. Labour and delivery stage two, what you may experience. And then also um, birth and stage three, as well as uh, the just born baby. Then we had um, induction, what it involves and the reasons why you might be induced followed by assisted delivery, caesarean section, both planned and emergency, and the newborn baby. We also had slides on what happens with the baby, the measure, measurements, the monitoring, getting to know each other, and comfort and safety, the first day for you and your baby, breastfeeding talk led by the ABA counsellor, and then we did an activity on, on nappy changing and swaddling, how to bath a baby, how to make up formula for the dads. And because Rebecca um, from ABA was presenting the breastfeeding talk, I'd often take the dads away to a separate area um, and we'd do hands-on demonstration in more detail so they could have lots of practice um, with swaddling and making up formula how to hold a baby, how to feed a baby, how to change a nappy and that sort of thing. So we had the, you know, the Behringer dolls and, and equipment. So we had about six dolls and um, 
you know, wraps and blankets that they could practice throughout the day on their breaks as well. And uh, <clears throat> we had a slide on, um, you know, why bathing the second day, the third day, more information on breastfeeding, what happens when you're at home. And um, then we started showing some film clips. There's a lot of really great information now available for free on YouTube. And there's a wonderful couple in New Zealand called Dandy and Birds who've got a series of DVDs about um, getting pregnant, having a baby, the labour and birth, um, then the other partner getting pregnant. And so we've, I drew upon that as well as a film clip on baby bathing, which was very good. Every day, a new day. And then we had a, talked about visitors and I showed them a very good clip Thanks to your tip on the herd immunity video clip. I showed that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one you told me about. And home visits. And um, then we talked about your mind and body. And uh, perinatal mental health. Um, and that sort of topped off the afternoon, really. The classes were advertised through Rainbow Family's email group, their Facebook page and website, which is, which is a well-established way of connecting with the community. Bookings, catering, payment, due date and details were managed by their admin coordinator, their volunteer. As far as venue equipment and logistics go, a grant from the City of Sydney Council covered venue hire. And then later on, Macquarie Bank offered us um, a venue at Barangaroo which we gratefully used with free parking and catering. Some of, the, what made the, some of the things that were peculiar about the information and questioning that came through groups, some, some, um, some women wanted to co-feed, and um, so there was the lactation consultant at the hospital where I work, she's worked with a lot of lesbian parents who, where perhaps one mum has already lactated before, and they're having a baby and they want to have the opportunity to co-feed in case one has to go back to work early or the milk dries up or something like that. So um, that was discussed a lot and certainly Rebecca from ABA had a lot of knowledge of that. And um, the classes were evaluated by the participants and a question was always included on what you'd like to see going forward. Us as presenters, as a group, we'd, we, you know, we'd go and sit down, evaluate the uh, evaluations and discuss how to improve the classes in future. There was always um, follow-up required after each class with information specific to the needs of the group. For men having children by surrogacy in overseas countries, um, Canada and America usually, um, USA I should say, they have to make themselves known to their local early childhood centre before the baby's born in order to be issued with a blue book, or ideally. Um, but some of them didn't know anything about early childhood or, or the, the existence of a blue book. And they were actually finding most of their information through the Gay Dads Network rather than the health system. Um, if they've got a blue book, um, they can get their immunisation and baby checks filled in by health practitioners overseas. And also, they're already linked in with the early childhood service so they won't miss out on a visit from an early childhood nurse and an invite to their local mother's group. I've also provided contacts for the milk bank to some 
um, fathers who are continuing to um, source breast milk for their babies. And then I, I sent everyone a list of participants and their email addresses, a PDF of the presentation, and a series of websites and YouTube clip links that were useful so they could just dip in and out. Because, you know, these days people are time poor, but if they've got a list of resources and it's just something they can click on, it makes it easier. The participants were charged $100 per couple, including this included delicious catering. And it's the equivalent of $10 per hour per person, which is commensurate with the education costs that teaching hospitals charge. Uh, this was the first antenatal class delivered in Australia for the LGBTIQ community that I'm aware of. I'm, I'm in close consultation with other people in other states around Australia, and I worked as a volunteer educator, um, as have my colleagues on this project. Uh, the committee was unable to secure, secure funding for the course and Macquarie and Bank and City of Sydney did provide venues which we were very grateful for. A group called My Midwives, who are quite big in Queensland and Victoria, they ran an antenatal course for the community in Melbourne in June 2017 and I corresponded directly with the person who was running that so we could exchange um, information and ideas. Um, but it hasn't been repeated to my knowledge. So where to from here? In summary, um, I have to say there was um, a few glitches along the way, but I'm happy to say that the hospital where I work is now working in cooperation with the community group Rainbow Families and has piloted one of these classes using an early childhood centre as a venue and an educator from a delivery ward and an early childhood nurse that can provide additional information to the fathers. So uh, I think the, the, the true spirit in which this was intended has been launched and is now uh, carrying on. So I just want to show you now a short film clip which um, we developed from grant funding uh, from Panda that I mentioned before. So in 2016 we got a grant from, a small grant from Panda and developed a brochure and I wrote that in um, collaboration with a clinical psychologist from St John of God Hospital in Burwood, which those of you not from Sydney, it's where often people um, either stay in or come as an outpatient with PND. And that that brochure has now been translated, the information from that brochure and from the surveys has been translated into this short film. Great. Thanks, Janet. That was fabulous. Um.